C's favorite hip hop groups. <laughs> Let's do it. And here we go. The following podcast contains explicit language. I have a place to have a mic in my hand. Without that, it's like Kryptonite and Superman. Seven times out of ten, we listen to our podcast. At Beautiful day outside. It's uh, it's no no dust growing, and man, hey, I had these uh, I I needed so I grew up with this with Campo Fanique, right? So Campo Fanique was this like thing in this little green and bottle with the yellow label, and every time you got uh, anything was wrong, like Campo Fanique, so I got uh, mosquito bites. So the reason why I bring it up because I worked out outside and uh, at this little park outside because the gym was closed. I missed up all the times. And man, I got about 50 mosquito bites. At least 50 mosquito bites on me. I, I'm sure I'm not, no hyperbole. About 50 mosquito bites. And so I put Campo Fanique. So I'm smelling like Campo Fanique all day. But I remember Campo Fanique because growing up, man, my mama put Campo Fanique. I thought I got beat down and I had the welts on. She put Campo Fanique on nose. If I had a toothache, like she put Campo Fanique on that, and extra burn, hotter than alcohol. But yeah, Campo Fanique. So. Ooh, I brought that up because I'm Cafe Mosquito Bites you. So anyway, sorry about that. I digress. This is the Facade Podcast, hosted by the two of me, the professor, the student, hip-hop junkie, R&B savant, the radical conservative, hustler, never the informant, the one who seeks to understand while being understood. Here, all are welcome. Now, I realize that my nerve don't always translate well, so please bear with me. Whew. How y'all been doing? Oh, so I'm rarely, I'm rarely on my coffee. Hold on. So I'm rarely on my coffee. So hot coffee is trash, 100%, because it's, what, what is the, what's the temperature degree of hot coffee? That when it's fresh made hot coffee, fresh out the pot, it's got to be like 200 degrees. Cause I can't never drink it straight. I know, man. I've seen people in public fresh hot coffee at the at the kettle or uh, the pot, and they just chugging it like it's water, and they just got through balling. No, not doing that. So I, I iced coffee, everything iced, iced coffee, one hundred percent. Anyway, so how y'all doing? Spent the last uh, two weeks getting it in. You know, the podcast. Man, I got some announcements. So here's the thing, y'all. So you know how in life you things happen and it's you don't want to tell in advance. Like you want you want to make sure you close the deal before you tell people and let the people that you close the deal with tell the deal. And so I'm gonna do I'm gonna say that. That's all I'm gonna leave it at, right? So I'm sitting at the space table right now. I got the big joker, the little joker, the ace, the king, the queen, and the jack of spades. 
all of those in my hand, and I'm just waiting for the hand to go down. So in the in starting uh, September first, man, it's on and popping. But I don't want I don't want to ruin nothing, so I, I can't I can't tell y'all whew, some things that's that's going down. So anyway, as I said, uh, been looking for cars, been car shopping. Told you last time, car got totaled. And man, it's, it's a lot of good cars out there. And so this car is uh, likely not for me. So here's the situation. My daughter graduates from high school in two years. My son graduates from college in two years. And so then I'm going to somebody's Audi lot, and I'm going to get the cherry red with the uh, cocoa butter brown guts with the red piping. 100%. But since my car got totaled, eh, can't do that now because, you know, my kids' future is more important than me rolling. Picture me rolling. That's just more important. And so I'm in, I'm in the market. So y'all got ideas for cars. I, I've been checking out uh, Ford Focus. Like, so Ford Focuses are, are cool. I didn't know nothing about Ford Focuses. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Chrysler 200. Chrysler 200. That's a cool car. But my daughter's 16, so she don't need a whip whip. She just need, you know, she don't need a miracle whip. She just need a whip whip. Well, uh, so for my uh, black listeners out there, sorry about the example of using the whip. But, uh, yeah, yeah, she needs just a whip that she can roll out in, and it'd be cool. I'm thinking about getting her a bug. I don't know nothing about uh, Volkswagens, though. Yeah, I don't know nothing about Volkswagens, even though my BMW was. Yeah, so uh, that's total. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're still looking for cars. So we go, we're going car shopping this weekend and see if we can pick her something out. So I can hear her going, Dad, yay, Dad, 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 yeah, take it down. You know, it's nothing better. It's nothing better than, you, than your, your daughter giving you applause. It's all love, man. It's just, it's, it's all love. Anyway, this, this is the Facade Podcast for all y'all that's fresh listeners. You're up on your fresh. It's the first time you've tuned in for some podcast. Hey, this is the format. We got five random topics. We got my therapy exercise. We got either or, neither nor. Then we got my favorite section, what we're not going to do, uh, combat and a detangle. Right? And so we're gonna, I'm going to try to cook. My, so my goal is to see if I can chef up two hours worth of content every time I get on the mic. And so I'm just like, man, I don't, don't want to ramble. And because of my nerd, again, don't always translate well, I got stuff that I want to talk about that y'all may be like, why is he talking about that? That don't make no sense. So, for instance, like uh, the, the women's soccer team, they won the uh, World Cup, right? And so I don't care about soccer. I don't watch soccer. But I watched that game because I would see if, you, if uh, they was going to win. And so I was told that they got extra time. So the clock is always running. So the clock never stops, right? So the clock don't stop. But it has a, so they keep time. So when the clock reaches the 90th minute, because they got 90 minutes to play the game, when the clock reaches the 90th minute, any other extra time that they went to throw in the ball in or whatever for games, they got to play that time out too. And I was thinking, it'd be dope if I could do that in real life, right? So the time that I'm asleep, it'd be cool if God was like, that's extra time. So you get to live that time out. So if I was only supposed to live to be 75, God to be like, well, you got an extra three years because this is how much time that you slept. And so you get to live in real time. So this is your extra time. So that right there, that fascinates me. Right? So but y'all to hear that and y'all to be like, that's trash. So for instance, I was thinking it'd be cool if I could go to the car dealership and say, hey, I need my windshield in the same prescription as my glasses. Right? So then only I could drive my car 
right? Because if you got in and you had good eyes, you was looking through my windshield, it'd be blurry for you, right? And then if somebody tried to steal my car, they couldn't drive it unless they had the same prescription, which would be extra trash for me because it would be stolen. But, yeah, I want my windshield to have the same prescription as my glasses. That'd be dope. Then I wouldn't have to drive, wear my eyeglasses when I'm driving. But, see, but you might be like, that's what is he talking about? That's... <laughs> That's weird, but that, that's stuff that be going on in my head. And so I, I'm going to try to get to the two-hour mark, and we're going to celebrate. But anyway, this is the season one, episode 13 of the Facade Podcast. 13, they say it's a good number. I'm not a numerologist, so I guess it's a good number. I was always, you know, back in the day I was a five percenter, so I know how to do the math. You know, seven is the God number, right? I'm a mason. Two, so the, the, the letter G is the seventh letter, and some stuff I can't really tell you. I had to chop your heads off, but yeah, I get all that. I make sense, but 13, we're just going to pretend it's a good number because I had some good luck this week. Let's tie to some other stuff. We get ready to do these uh, barbershop talks. So, I uh, joined the 100 Black Men. They got a uh, national initiative. We got a national initiative to do barbershop talks with black boys and girls about how they experience Earth, right? And so the Facade Podcast is going to host a series uh, here in this city, and we're going to get it in. So we're going to get some visuals on it, and I'll tell you what's going down, when it's going down, so y'all get on YouTube, check it out, see how we're moving in the city because I'm going to be where the people's at working. Anyway, first of five random topics, so we're nine minutes in. So... This is my philosophy, right? So, I'm married, right? I've been married. for I've been with my wife, it seems like, forever. So, some days, it seems like I've been with her longer. Then, it seems like I've been with her 100 years. Because she hollering. Yeah, but, you know, anyway, here's a philosophy that I believe. I want y'all to think about this. So, this is my personal philosophy. I ain't endorsing nobody else. This is my personal philosophy. I believe that if yo, if she cheats on me... It's my fault. Yep, that's just me. That's just that's that's what I believe. So here's the thing. Now I got, I got a caveat. Now, and this may not or may apply to you. So I know her better than anybody on earth, right? So if the random dude walk up to her and be like, "Hey, <laughs> what's up, little mama? <laughs> you looking thicker than a snicker?" or <laughs> What, what, did, what did dude say? I don't know what dude say when they approach. Oh, so I go with what my son say. Hey, you out here looking good. I'm out here looking good. So why don't we look good together? It is likely that my wife is going to mush you in your face if you come like that. So you, Yeah, that, that ain't a good approach. But say just your wife. So we're not talking about mine, just your wife. Right? So if your wife entertains that, right, and then your wife exchanges numbers with a dude and then four months later your wife cheated, it's your fault. And here's why. Because you know your wife better than anybody. You know her likes, you know her dislikes, you know the things that she wants to do that she's passionate about, things that she don't really care about. And here's the deal. Every relationship they say is based on communication. Right? It should be. So man, my priority, I got a ranking of priorities. Love ain't at the top. Like synergy is the most important thing. Like, I love my wife, but synergy is the most important thing to me because we both in that nerve vein. So I like her, right? I really do like her as a person. So we watch X-Files. We watch Black Mirror. We watch uh, anything in sci-fi. We, we watching it. Uh, Kingdom. So, sidebar, if you got a Netflix account, go on Netflix and watch Kingdom. Kingdom is about essentially... 
the zombie era, but in Asia. It's a whole nother take on what it means to be a zombie. You know how they created it, like how it started. You see how it's uh, how it's uh, passed from person to person. You can't just die like on Walking Dead. You just die and you come back as a zombie. Don't nobody know why. I get it. So if you bit by a zombie and then you turn into a zombie after you die because they bit you, I get that. That makes complete sense. It's like a vampire. When a vampire bites you, you die and you become immortal, you become back as a vampire. That makes complete sense to me. But when I die as a regular person, and then I wake up as a zombie, that don't make sense to me. So that's the only thing I don't like about Walking Dead. But Kingdom, woo! Another sidebar on top of the sidebar. If I'm ranking most uh, dangerous zombies, so World War Z, those zombies was nuts because they had consciousness. Here's what I don't understand about a zombie. So on World War Z, the zombies wouldn't attack you if they knew you had some type of terminal disease or you was infected. So they can, how would they know something was wrong with your liver? Like, how did they know you didn't have cancer so they didn't attack you? Eh. Plus, them zombies move hella fast. <laughs> so they had this one scene where all the zombies are stacking up on top of each other, and then for you know what, they over the wall. So, yeah, Brad Pitt was looking for the, the zero patient so they could catch that patient and then create a cure. But I don't think you're going to be able to cure for turning to zombies, but that's a whole other topic. Then you got uh, I Am Legend. So there's one zombie that didn't like Will Smith. I don't even know if you would call them zombies, whatever they was. But uh, that dude, that one zombie that was the head dude, yeah, if they would have all been like him, oh, Will Smith would have been out of there. Even though, spoiler alert, Will Smith was out of there at the end. That's only because he blew himself up. I would like to see them get eaten to death. That's just me. So that's the sidebar to the sidebar. So back to what I was talking about. You know her likes and dislikes. You know her nerd, right? You should be in that vein for her nerd. So if another guy can convince her away from you, that's your fault. You trash. She cheated on you. She should have cheated on you. <laughs> Not that this is the... I, this is the I endorse cheating podcast because I don't. But what I'm saying is if she cheated on you and you you on the inside, excuse the pun, you you married, right? That That's your spot. You in there with your wife on the daily. And so, yeah, you know what she don't like. That new dude, he don't know what she don't like. She giving my wife, if he giving my wife flowers, yeah, my wife don't like flowers. So he's out of there, right? And so, yeah, I feel like it's my fault because if, if she cheated, that means I wasn't there for her. That's how I interpret that. I, I was slipping, right? I was playing. I was on the Xbox four hours a day instead of listening to how she experienced work that day. I was out with my boys at the cigar shop smoking for five hours, right? We hanging out when I should have been massaging her feet or making her uh, chicken and waffles. Like I should have bring it to her on the tray with extra napkins because when she bited them, hey, them crumbs gonna be in the bed and I'm gonna be hot about it. But anyway. I, that's my fault, right? So I should have got cheated on 100%. But the caveat that I mentioned earlier is this. Some people just extra greedy. <laughs> it is what it is. Like if your spouse is extra or your boyfriend or girlfriend. So for collegians listening to the podcast, some of y'all is in love, right? I can appreciate the love that you in. It makes complete sense. But just know. Yeah, love is a funny thing, right? Again, synergy. Don't look to fall in love, look to fall in synergy. You fall in synergy with that person in the moments when you ain't in love because love ebbs and flows. So it's going to be times when you look at, at your boyfriend and girlfriend, you're going to be like, I'm done. This is some 
some ooh-ish. I'm out of here. I ain't dealing with this. That synergy will keep you in a vein, right? It'll keep you, it'll keep you going. So, yeah, I believe married or uh, in a relationship, that person, if they cheat on you and you know the cheat code, you, hey, you got the cheat code. You leveling up. If a person can sway them away from you, yeah, that's your fault. That's your fault. So if my wife come home and say I cheated, I'm going to be like, what I didn't do? Tell me what I didn't do and let me know. That in an ideal world, it'd be great if she was like, listen, these are the things you ain't doing. Because most of the time, I don't believe people just cheat unless they're greedy. Some people are just greedy. They just out here catching bodies. That is, is my son. They out here catching bodies. Got their body count up. They trying to hit 100. 100 bodies. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of sweat, by the way. Yeah, so they trying to catch a lot of bodies. And I ain't, yeah, that don't make sense to me. But you on the, you got the cheat code. So you leveling up. When they tell you, I ain't, I don't think cheating just happens. I think it escalates. Your spouse came to you and said, you know, I like this. I like that. I don't like smoking. I don't eat fried foods, right? I don't like loud music. And if you still saying, hey, let's go out to eat at uh, a place where they, this, it's like Dimba's. Yeah, Dimba's, all, the whole menu at Dimba's is fried. I can't take my wife there because she don't like fried food, right, or smoking. So anyway, that's that's the first random, see them air quotes? Oh, uh, see, I'm slipping. I got the, the I guarantee you the next podcast, sidebar, it's going to be video. We're going to have that facade podcast. It's going to be a video, and we're going to get it extra cracking. So, anyway, back to uh, two. Yeah. So, that's the first thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If my wife cheated. If your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend cheats on you, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Now. Topic two, random topic two, is personal trainers. So I know it's a lot of personal trainers out there, right? And they uh they hustling, right? So just so you know, not to to add to the first topic, but personal trainers, they getting a lot of action. <laughs> they getting a lot of action, right? So they spend intimate time bending and stretching you. Right, and getting you ready, they believe in you. You coming in there, they in, investing in bodies, so they look at your body and they be like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you to work out here. You're gonna develop this here. You know, after three, four months, you start seeing change. Your wind is right, you can run further and lift more. And so, you're gonna get the compliments too. That's part of it. You're looking nice, looking strong. I see you, girl, boy, you out here doing it now. I get that, right. Personal trainers, they build bodies. In the same way as a professor, I build minds, right? So I can tell if a student, if you first year doc student, by the time you defending your proposal defense, uh, like I, you just all ripped up. When you came in, you was all skinny. And I helped you work out. I'm your intellectual personal trainer, right? But here's the deal. When you got a personal trainer, you personal trainers are like wealth, right? So when you telling me you got a personal trainer, you can't be looking sloppy. <laughs> that, don't, that don't go together. Like if I seen you five months and you still looking as sloppy as you was, your shirts is too tight. If you, you know, they, you just, you looking like Santa, nothing wrong with Santa, but I'm just saying, you looking like Santa five months later and you still talking about having a personal trainer, man, you need to get your money back. <laughs> For that person, because you're wasting your money. If you got a personal trainer, 
Yeah, I should be able to see it. It's like well, like Drake said, you got the you talking about money, but we don't see it. Like if you got money, because a lot of people, I, I don't want to say no names. A lot of people talk about having money. If you got money, I should see it. You shouldn't have to talk about it. I should see your wealth. Like the your presentation of self, the quite type of suit you got on, the St. John's, if you're a woman, you got the St. John's gear on. That was the, what a sidebar. So last time I mentioned the expensive outfits for women, St. John's, that's the brand. So you got the expensive clothes on, you got the, you know, $2,000 eyeglasses, frames, like you, you out here moving and shaking. I can see the money. I can see the wealth, right? Yeah, but I can't, if I, <laughs> if you got the Santa Claus gut, Right or or uh, if you hold an arm up and the bottom of your arm swing like a swing, <laughs> you need to sue your you if the bottom of your arm swing like a swing, <laughs> or you hold it up in the L like you like you taking an oath in a court of law, you need to sue your personal trainer. <laughs> Cause your skin shouldn't be like that. Like your your skin should get tighter. Like, I've been in the today, we got CrossFit. So, sidebar, they got free CrossFit Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the rec. And I've been trying to get people to go, and every time I look at people, I ask people to come with me to do the CrossFit, they look at me like I'm spitting their food. <laughs> and I don't know why. I get it. It's going to be 21-year-olds in there, extra swole. Stronger than me, faster than me, more wind than me, can more endurance, they can run farther. I get all that. I'm not there. I'm not competing against nobody. Here's what I'm trying to do. So because they got uh, CrossFit for free, what I'm trying to do is learn the workouts and the regiments. So when the free is over, yeah, I'm good. I can do the, I can do the same old uh, CrossFit over and over again because CrossFit is not for the faint of heart. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to be prayed up when I walk in there because I don't want to have no defibrillator situation <laughs> popping off because I wasn't prepared. So, yeah, that's, that's anyway, personal trainers. If you got a personal trainer, don't talk about having one until you didn't shift it. Like, until I can see the wealth. I can see the physical wealth investment in your body shift before you start talking about having a personal trainer. Because if I look at you and you extra sloppy and your shirts is too little, and you got the wing, <laughs> you got the, the swing meat, you got the meat swing under your arms. <laughs> that's extra, that's extra trash. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> okay, speaking of trash, right? And I've had this debate, I've had this philosophy. So my main mantra is, it ain't what you do or say to me, is why you felt you could. Right? So if you do or say something, we're going to have a talk about why you felt you could. So I'd be offended. Somebody pop off with the N-word. Like, I, I'm i in a position now in my life that I can't put my hands on you because I ain't trying to lose nothing that I got. Right? I done worked hard. It's just the word. Like my grandma say, it ain't one day. Say, you look like your hands are down. Right? So I get that. So we're going to have a conversation about why you felt you could. So here's the deal for me. I, next mantra under that is I believe humans are trash, man. Human beings, they just trash. They trash. They just trash. My grandma told me a long time ago, people only do things for two reasons. One, because they think they're going to gain something. Or two, because they're afraid to do something. It don't have nothing. To, it ain't altruistic. They ain't trying to get into heaven. Uh, they ain't uh, trying to be good people. There's just them two reasons right there. 
Right? And that, that resonated with me. And so that, that made me think, like, here, here's the deal. So here's an example, right? So I had somebody, I ain't going to say who it was. They came to me and was like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so said this about you and your scholarship. Like, it's, it's too radical. It's almost anti-human. All you talk about is black people. And, you know, you uplift black people, you know, and to do so, to uplift black people, to be pro-black, is to be anti-white, to be pro-black love, is to be anti-white hate, right? Like that, that was the correlation they was making with my research. And so I listened to them. I was like, oh, I'm, so I'm thinking in my head, we, the two of us is finna go front person X. Soon as you get through telling me everything that they said, let's go ahead and download all this data. So they just kept through talking and blah, blah, blah. And they said they're going to come say something to you eventually. And so they got through telling everything that they had to say, right? And then my response was, so who is it? And they was like, well, I really can't tell you who it is. Pause right there. So that goes to the human trash. Humans are trash, right? So this person who came to me to tell me about how somebody was throwing me under the bus is protecting them at the same time they're trying to tell me who is talking bad about me. So here's my thing. Who's worse? The person that's talking bad about me or you? for coming to tell me what they said and not being willing to let me know who it is. Because here's the deal. Ultimately, you're not telling me who it is because you got a relationship with that person. You're trying to protect that person. When if you really wasn't trash, what you would be trying to do when you came to tell me who it was is you would be strategizing with me to protect me, to see how we going to roll out, right? You'd be showing me loyalty. And so when that person came to me, I was like, I asked them two times, because I'm only going to ask you two times. That's another thing. I'm going to ask you two times to do right. If you choose to do wrong, I'm not dealing with you no more. And so I asked them again, well, who said it then? Let's go confront the person. That's the next question. So if you ain't going to tell me who it is, then let's just go confront them. So I can say, listen, person X, this person sitting next to me told me that you said the following to them. So I'm going to give you a chance to... Tell me why you felt you could say to that what they should, what you said to them about me. So we're going to have a situation. Because I don't want to be waiting for you at your car when you get off. So I'm going to have you do, we're going to have a conversation in front of somebody. So we got a witness to what happened, right? And this person was like, well, man, they backpedaled like they was playing racquetball. They was like, hey, no, well, I, I, I was just Yeah. They was like, no, nah, I don't have time to do. And I was like, well, let's make time. When you got time? Well, and so when that conversation was over, I was like, I don't trust you more than I don't trust the fictitious person that you told me said all these things about me. Here's the deal with me. Everybody that's in my circle that I'm loyal with, right, in the field, if anybody say something ignorant about Dr. Desi, uh, Dr. Brooms, uh, Dr. Croom, uh, about just people in my circle, oh, we're going to have to talk about it, the three of us. I'm going to take them. Um, we're going to catch you with ass somewhere, and I'm going to say, hey, Dr. Kroon, uh, this person said this to me about you, and how about it? I'm going to th throw you in the lines then, because that's with the line. It ain't number lines in my circle. I'm going to throw you in the lines then, because you shouldn't have been slick talking. And I'm going to be loyal to every Here's my thing. If I got something to say, the flip side of that is, if I got something bad to say about you, I'm going to be in the lines then waiting on you to come in as the lion, because I'm a lion too. And if I said something bad about you, I'm going to say it to your face. I may have said to somebody else first, but I'm definitely going to say it to you. I'm not out here throwing rocks hiding hands. And if I say something bad about you, it ain't that I'm throwing rocks. Because if I said something bad about you, you did something bad. Period. Not that I'm the 
the keeper bad or the judge are bad, but I just I don't like that, man. I don't like bullies. Sidebar. So I, I'm the guy that is waiting for the bully to come into my to let up my window and come into my house so I can bash their skull in. That's I don't like bullies at all, right? I, matter of fact, I'm even looking for the bullies. I'm not a vigilante like Luke Cage, even though Luke Cage really wasn't a vigilante. He was I didn't like Luke Cage getting framed as a superhero because he was only a black superhero. Like Chris Rock said to, you know, uh, What's his name? Not Dave Chappelle. Kevin Hart. I'm famous, famous. You black famous. So Luke Cage is like a black superhero. In the ways of Spider-Man, he's a superhero. Superman is a super superhero. He defends the world. Like Luke Cage, he just defends the hood. So I get it. And so, yeah, if I say something bad about you, not bad, but if I say something about you, I'm going to say I'm going to defend it. I don't do that. I'm, I don't fall into that part of trash that humans are. And so that that's a prime example. Like if you got something to say, you know something about anybody. Somebody says something to you, you either say, hey, I don't want to hear nothing that you got to say about so-and-so because that's my friend or that's my uh, whomever and I'm not entertaining no trash. You got something to say, go talk to them directly. Leave me out of it. Or when they tell you about it, set up that meet. And y'all, all the three of y'all sit down, hash it out, and make it worth it. Right? That's my second topic. Sorry, my third topic. This is my fourth topic. So here's my deal. I want to know y'all hot tub protocols, right? Because I travel. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mason, so I'm a traveling man. But just in general, I travel. Like, I want to go see the world. I'm a figure sidebar. If you're an undergraduate listening to you can hear my voice. If I can get 15 of y'all to sign up for a summer class, we going to Dakar, Senegal, to the door no return. We're going to figure out a way to tie in the universities there with the university work that we do here, and we're going to go on a summer course to Dakar, Senegal. So if y'all want to know, because I know y'all listening, if y'all want to go to Dakar, let me know. I need y'all to hit me in the DMs. I'm going to figure out a way for us to get there so we can do that. As we're going to travel. Because I know when we go there to travel, we're going to find a hot tub. It's either going to be at the hotel or it's going to be somewhere else. Now, the bad thing about hot tubs is they can't be hot enough to kill germs, Right? But we do know hot spaces make it right for germs, right, to be in water versus cold water. And so what's your over or under for getting in a hot tub, right? So when, I, when I'm in a hotel of my choice, you know, I see hot tub. That's one of the first destinations I'm going. Well, after I go to the bar and get my drink of champions, which is Grandma Yay and my cup of ice separate, because you never want to put ice in your Grandma Yay. It's like kind of putting ice in your wine, which is a whole nother discussion. That's low brow, you dig? So I got my grandma, yay. I got my ice. I'm going to go find a hot tub, right? Because I may have played golf. I may have uh, I may have been in the hot, uh, oh, man. So we went to this place in uh, Addison. They got this place where you can go. It's like a, um, a uh, Addison, Texas. It's like this place where you can go get massages. You can go get your, your eyebrows. So how do, sad, second sidebar, how do, they use, how do they thread the eyebrows, the hair off your eyebrows with a string of thread? Ugh, that's, every time I see that, that's extra amazing. Because I got Marines in my family who could choke you to death with a string of thread. But that, So I, I see how it, it uses a utility. Thread can be useful. But how they do the eyebrows? Man, that's, that's extra nuts. So anyway, I went to this place, and I was like, hey, it's all good. Uh, Addison, Texas, so go there because they got the hot room where they got coals in there. And you sit in there, and you get extra sweaty. And then you have to run to the hot tub. So I have done that. But what's your over-under? Like, if 
I look for the hot tub that ain't nobody in, right? Because I don't know what you done done. Like, you could be extra nasty. And I'm definitely not getting in a hot tub with a couple. Because married people, they nasty. <laughs> yeah, so married, married people are nasty. Like, I, would, I wouldn't get into a hot tub that is, like, married people are sitting in because I don't know what they're going to do. Married people don't care. Like, they're going to be on some, hey, I can hear the married couple saying, hey, it's a hot tub. Ain't nobody around. Look around. Hey, you know, baby, let's, hey. Hey, and then they finished, and then I walk in, and they didn't get a chance to get out the hot tub, right? Or, you know, and they just, and then I just sit in, I, yeah, and I'm sitting in their love. <laughs> so I don't want to be sitting in your love in the hot tub because you ain't going to say to me, hey, 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 don't get in the hot tub, man. Go get another one because, you know, our love is, is in the hot tub floating. <laughs> like, you're not going to say that to me. So I'm going to be like, okay. I, I, I look for the empty hot tub. So my over and under, if it's single people, like if it's two women or two dudes in the hot tub, and I'm making assumptions, right? Because, hey, you love who you love, so they love can be floating in the hot tub too. But I just assume that it's not, right? And so maybe if it's three people, that's my, my over and under. Like my under is three. If it's three people in the hot tub, I'll get in. But I'm not getting in with more than three people. Uh-uh, because I don't know what you got. Like, you can have flare-ups. Like, I don't know what hot tub water do to flare-ups. I don't got herpes, right? I don't got gonorrhea. I don't got no STIs. I don't got no STDs, right? So I don't know how that hot water, is. I don't know what you got when you're sitting in the hot tub. I just see you. You look great from your shoulders up. Like, your hair is probably, you probably sweating a little bit, but your hair look nice. Probably got your hair up if you're a woman or your hair down and getting your hair wet. It's all good. And I'm just, you know, I see you sitting in the hot tub. I can't see you sitting in the hot tub. Right, like the uh, the zombies and zombie World War Z, like I, well, I can look at you and know what you got, what disease you got, or you know, you might have an open sore or something, and you don't got no band aid. It's just hey, I got I, I be I be worried about that, so I, I'm gonna make sure that I don't get nothing or none of that. So that's my over and under on the hot tub. Um, yeah, and that's called a punch in. So my phone is like. Extra nuts, people calling. That's like my fifth call. I don't want to have all. I don't want y'all to hear all the people calling me, asking me for stuff. So, students, sidebar, don't panic. Like your dissertation is gonna get done. I'm gonna guide you through this. I'm holding. I'm holding your hand. We are gonna get through there. We are gonna get this right. I, I got you. I got you. Trust me. I got you. We gonna. I'm gonna get you there. I'm the Andre three thousand of dissertation chairs. That's me, Andre three thousand. I got you. You're good. Don't panic. This example, sidebar for students, if you get it, you get it. Yeah, don't panic. Anyway, so, yeah, that's my hot tub protocol. Three people in the tub, I'm in. Five, four people in the tub, I'm out. Five people in the tub, and, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm looking for another hot tub. I will wait hours. Matter of fact, I might, I wish I could have that. So, on CSI. So, NCIS, New Orleans is starting to grow on me, sidebar. And it's a, uh, it's a cool show. So, they got the short uh, sister on there. And she's like, what I like about it is, like, they got people that ain't really, in the NCIS, like the Sisters Feds, and then the other lady with the uh, brunette hair that's, that was on the other show, where all the people from uh, five different places moved in and stayed in this one house on the beach, and they was from all different places. She, yeah, they from outside of the NCIS, so that show's growing on me. Anyway, they got this spray or light that they shine on stuff to find blood. Like when you kill somebody, you try to clean it up, and don't, no matter what, blood can't be cleaned. So, sidebar, I think it would really be dope. If I was in a place, in a room, where I had an oxygen mask, right? and I, But it wasn't no oxygen in the room, and I could cut myself so I could see myself bleed blue.
<laughs> that would be extra dope. Yeah. Yeah, because blood is blue. In my veins, to get hit by the oxygen, then it turns red. So I would love to see blood, blue blood coming down my arm. Anyway, so they got that spray stuff that they have on NCIS, Great Show, or CSI, all detective stuff. They got it. I wish they had some type of solution or a little pill that I could just drop in the hot tub. And I can see if y'all love is floating in a hot tub. So I would know not to get in that hot tub at all. Because at the end of the day, I can go back up to the room and just put some hot water with some bubble bath in it or some salts. Oh, the smelly salts. Have y'all ever had tangerine smelly salts in your bathtub water? Oh, it's almost good as Chick-fil-A. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, that, that's what I do. So that's my hot tub over and under. This is my fifth topic. So... ATM etiquette. So I grew up in the Musgrave, Oklahoma, and the graves is across the street from North Highlands, right? And so I've watched it. It hasn't gentrified yet, but I've watched it go from like it's it's evolved. It's evolved into hood into the hood, right? Over time, and so I'm mindful. Of, again, I got Marines in my family, so I'm mindful of. How to move. So when I go into a place, if I go into a business or a room, right, the first thing I'm looking for, who is the most potential threat? Where are all the exits at? Who could I use as an ally? Is anything that I can use to weaponize to make sure that I get out of there? Like, this, this is just a, that's how my mind works. I'm prepared to exit the building alive in any space. So I'm mindful of when people walk up on me, right? So I don't got, I don't got ninja skills or, <laughs> again, a spike tingle. I don't got that. But... I was going to the ATM. So my boys came down. I made a bed with my man, Dr. Dre, who's actually a doctor, Dr. Washington. He's a professor at Langston, a tenure professor by now at Langston. So we made a bet that uh, that uh, the Thunder was going to be Portland, made a $100 bet, and I lost that bet. And so I had paid him because he came down, and so I had a chance to pay him. So they was on their way out. So we go to ATM, Wells Fargo, and so I walked to the ATM. So it's a dude, as I'm walking, He's sitting in the car, and so as he walks, so as I get out the car, right, I'm looking, so it's an ATM that's not in a bank. It's a standalone ATM. So when I get out the car to walk to the ATM, he gets out his car. Now, when I drove up, he was sitting in the car. His car was already there when I got there, so I noticed that. So when I got out the car, and I walk, I had to walk in front of him across his path of vision to walk to the car to the ATM. Now I realize he is civilian, right? I'm a civilian too, but I got a Marine mind. So I'm looking at him. I gave him direct eye contact. I walked to the ATM to type in my code. He gets out of his car. And when I tell you he was standing directly behind me while I was at the ATM, he was directly behind me. Now I wasn't uncomfortable because my boys is in the car. Plus I worked out. Like I last week was the first time in a while I worked out five times in a row in one week. So I was extra ready to get his whole mouth wired. Not that I would do that because I'm not a violent person. You know, at least when I'm not with the homies. <laughs> in the Kendrick Lamar vein, I'm usually not violent, but I'm with the homies. And so I turned around, so I typed in, I got my code memorized, so I typed in my code, and I turned around and looked at him all in the eye while I typed in my code. Turned around, typed in how much money I typed in, then I looked back at him. Then my money comes out, I'm looking at him while I get my money. And then I'm looking at him while my car comes out, and then I'm looking at him, then I push, you know, over or exit or whatever, and then my thing is over with. Now, I don't know about y'all, 
But when I see people at the ATM, I'm like five to ten feet away. They know I'm waiting for my turn to use the ATM, but he was up on me. Like, if I would have took a step back, I would have bumped into him. That's how close. He was probably two feet away from my back. That's too close, yo. <laughs> hey, yo, that's too close. Don't do that. You should be that close on my back when I'm out here trying to get money, especially when I'm trying to get money. So I don't know, I don't impute motives, but I don't know if you're a thief neither. You might have been thinking, this is a jack move. I see him, he walking out of here, he got on flip-flops, he ain't going to be able to fight, which would have been your first mistake. And so, because my boys was in the truck and he didn't know that they was my boys, that would have ended totally bad. And so, yeah, I don't trust people. Humans are trash. I say that all the time. That's one of my mantras. So that's just my thing. Like, what's y'all ATM etiquette? Like, when you do your ATM, are you standing up? Are you, are you like, what? Do you walk up on people? Why are they typing in the information? Or are you, like, feet, feet away? And so, yeah, that's just, I thought about that because I was like, man, that, that could have been risque. And I'm glad it wasn't risque because I'm sure he was a cool dude. I don't know if he was a cool dude or not. He probably was a cool dude because I'm a cool dude. And so I just, you know, I, that's just my thing. If you your ATM protocol, people getting their money, get out their back extra quick. So that's my fault, my randoms. Man, we have 41 minutes in. So therapy exercise. So my, my therapist always gives me a therapist exercise for what I'm supposed to research or whatever. And this is the question that she asked. What is the most extravagant hip-hop video you ever watched and why? Like, why did it shape how I see hip-hop, right? And so this is the most extravagant video I ever watched right here. I don't need them. Hood, good. Gotta freeze them. No, I'm leaving. Talking about what's the reason? Ever since of the word, my mom said believe them. Speak them when I when I need to beat it up. Then it's then I pay with the trick in the trunk. In cuffs, the boss of the split his bucks. She got good bread. I'm a great bread, so you can be living it up. <laughs> I give my heart to a woman Never happen I be forever macking Hard cold like assassin I got no passion I got no patience And I hate waiting I'm gonna get you Man, let's rock ah, 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 ah. <laughs> This song Big Pimpin' Jay-Z did his The song begins with them pulling up on the yacht I never seen a yacht in a hip-hop video Until I seen that video now, Hype Williams produced the video, directed, sorry. And so I get it, but that visual right there, and even the Bun B and Pimp C verse, it, it was all about black excess, right? It's just, it's about opulence. Just about overdoing wealth and flaunting and throwing in your face. I'm a conservative guy. So my presentation of my wealth is different, right? But I don't be looking like no bum either, right? Yeah, I'm good. And uh, speaking of bum, Oh, my bad. That's my scenario. He's not a bum, but his name is Bun B. So you get it? I, I missed it. I missed the shot. I missed it. But anyway, that, that video, that changed my perspective about hip-hop wealth, right? And what it looks like. So what I like about it is, so for instance, Jay-Z, they got the money. They on the yacht. What he got on? A tee, a tank top. Got a tank top on. And that's that's the MO. Like if you got a fifty thousand dollar chain on, why you gotta have anything else on? Like that's just flip flops, uh candy shorts, and a tank top. 
I got a, if I got a fifty thousand dollar chain on, that's hey, that's that's the uniform right there. That's that's what I'm rocking. So it got me thinking, like, man, Jay Z introduced me to Black Opulence in a hip hop space, and that video right there, it didn't make me aspire to be wealthy, but I was just like, man, this hip hop pays. And, it, it, you know, I was rapping at the time, so I was trying to get hip-hop to pay for me, and it wasn't paying for me, but I understand why people was thinking that it was paying for them because of, you know, when you see the video, I was like, man, Bun B, Pimp C, put out the Texas. Like, that was rest in peace, you know, Pimp C, rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, that was the first video that made me think about extravagance and what that looks like and how it can be actualized. Uh, where they just popping bottles, and I'm like, man, so first of all, if I pop a bottle, I'm not pouring it out unless it's to the dead homies. I'm not just going to be wasting the bottle, but then again, if you got money, popping a $200, $250 bottle, I guess if you bought a $250 bottle, you really don't you don't care about how much it costs to have it for you to pour it out, so I guess that makes sense. I never bought a $250 bottle, uh, so I do have, so a blue label, yeah, that costs $225, Right? So that, that costs $225. That's different because I'm not pouring that out at all. Nowhere. And so I get that. But yeah, that was my that's my therapy exercise. Cause the one thing about hip hop wealth, so even if you go into the hip hop, a hippie to the hippie to hip hip hop, you don't stop the rocket, check it out, baby bubble. So even those those verses were about having, you know, a car, an old school Cadillac. I got the so it was about having wealth, but not a yacht. Right, so I get it. Hip hop has always bragged. It's been braggadocious about the things that I have that I spend money on, which I believe is kind of a waste. Get a couple things, buy property. Right, I was reading something about Shaquille O'Neal, sidebar. He owns like 155. Um, I forget the name of the brand. It wasn't Buffalo Wild Wings. It was something like that, a place where people can go eat. They did his whole portfolio, and so invest in hip hop. I'm just saying, invest. Don't splurge. Invest. Splurge a little, but invest more. Right, and so yeah, that was my. That was my take on my therapy exercise. That that video was one where I was just like, hey, I got to get this money from hip-hop. You know, even though in my rap group, HNC, we did a couple little tours, blah, blah, blah. I was rapper. I was enlightenment. I got a little money, sold the CDs, recouped the T-shirt money. I didn't get paid a lot, but I got enough to not be broke or in the red because I did it, right? So that's my, uh, my therapy exercise. So that's that. Either or. So either or. I'm not, I'm not the, oh, uh, that's my boy B. Lou. So my boy B. Lou ain't never called in on the podcast. So I'm putting him on live. Let's take it. Hello? 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 Oh, well, I guess he did the, he must did the butt dial thing. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was him. Calling me to talk to chime in. So I was gonna let him chime in. It's like the seventh call. I'm hey, I must be must be popping. I'm on people's minds to talk about uh stuff. They don't have nothing to do with me, all that stuff, because they calling me. But anyway, not either or. So I'm not the person that that uh, I don't I don't wanna control people, right? I, I want I want everybody to do their thing, right? Uh, Cause you know the way you love your love is your love, right? So if you are uh, same gender loving, or you uh, you you're in a relationship that's opposite gender loving, do your thing. But I, I get to thinking. I, I saw um, uh, Anzari. So Anzari, uh, what's his name? Hold, hold on, let me let me pull up my pull up my Netflix account, right? So I was so because. This facade podcast is getting ready to do some things. You know, I'm working on my, uh, I'm working on my comedy, right? So I'm, I'm working on getting my comedy right, 
And so, because I'm, I'm finna do some comedy tours and get on stage and do some things. Because, I, you know, I gotta, I'm not a, a, a comedian, per se, but you know, I got some, I got some funny things <laughs> about people. You know, I don't want to get beat down because I said something. So the names always gonna be changed to protect the innocent. So I'm trying to find. I don't see it. Sit stand up comedies. Hold on, I'm on my Netflix joint. So anyway, I'm sorry, I can't find it on here. But he did. He did a stand up. And one thing that he said that stuck up, that stood out in my mind was, he said, we can't judge life right now in 2019. We can't use our 2019 lens to look back and judge things that we did in the past. Right? So people made bad tweets like Kevin Hart, made homophobic tweets in 2014, and people was on his head about it, as my son would say. They was on his head saying, hey, you homophobic, you shouldn't do like that, don't roll like that. You know, and I... I believe that, but I, here's my thing. What is the modern day version in 2020 of I got a room? <laughs> I heard people say that before. In 2014, I said it. 2013, I said it. And here's why I said it. And this is my either. I like it, but I don't necessarily want to see it. Right? So my either is sloppy kisses. <laughs> so I get right if you so if you want to kiss the person you with and you hit them with the <sighs> that's dope like even if it's silent silent is the most dope but even if it's as loud as that right there I get that so say you want to turn it up a notch and you be on some Like, yeah, okay, that's, you know, if I don't see that while I'm hearing that sound, I know what it is. You got the kiss, and then you was like, oh, you kind of was like, oh, I want to, yeah. And then you pulled back because you was like, oh, we out in public. We can't kiss like that. I get that, too, right? If I don't see it, it's not my eye shot. I can hear it. I know what it is because I have done that before, too, right? But if you hitting them with the, oh, girl, um, yeah, what, so if your tongue kiss sound like you drinking a Slurpee, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I need you to tamper that all the way down. So even though I appreciate it, right, because you passionate about that tongue kiss. Because, hey, I, like I said before, people try to shame me. I'm down for kissing with food in, food in my mouth, tongue kisses. That's the best ever. But that's just me, right? So if you kissing like that and it sounds like a Slurpee, then, hey, you know, I get that, right, 100%. But just be mindful that if people got to see that, how they going to internalize that? I mean, for me, like I, I internalize that as, you know, I mean, I get you love your person. You passionate about that. But, hey, I don't need to. If I feel squeamish because I can hear and see your kiss. Yeah, that's it. Because if it's you, <laughs> if, your tongue, if your tongue kiss sound like a gear, you sipping you sip a Slurpee or like, fish in a bag of water moving around <laughs> like you you look too passionate like curtail that passion that love that you got for your person so i like sloppy kisses so i like sloppy kisses so if you so kisses that you like you know it's a little saliva like on your nose like on maybe on your forehead like i'm cool with that 
That's like, you know, like that kiss wandered off, the, off your lips. I'm cool with sloppy kisses, but I, but loud, like I, I should, it shouldn't sound like, like you eating a, a foot long sandwich. Why are you kissing the person that you care about? <laughs> I'm not for that, right? And I definitely don't want to see it under no, under no circumstance. I don't want to see you kissing. I don't want to see none of that ever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not for that. None of that ever. I'm never for that. Okay. So that that's my that's my that's my first either. So I'm for sloppy kisses, but I, I got to figure out what's the what's the 2020 version of I get a room. <laughs> Cause I don't want to get accused of being mean or you know spiteful to whatever to somebody. Hold on, coffee. <laughs> so anyway, we're fifteen, we're fifty-two minutes in. Yikes! So my next one is cops. So cops, here's the deal. Police need to police, right? So I'm mindful that um, often, you know, serve and protect look a little different based on the race of the cop and the race of the people that live in the community, right? So police, right, serve and protect, do your job. I get it. I got a solution for you for the sobriety test. So Friday night, I was out, and I seen somebody getting pulled over, and the cop was having them walk the yellow line or the white line in the street. And I kind of pulled over because I was wondering. I was like, man, I hope this brother going to be okay. So I pulled my car over to watch him get the sobriety test by the two police officers. And so they had him walking. He was staggering a little bit. A little bit. He wasn't stumbling. But he was he was visibly uh, offbeat, right? So I don't know if he was inebriated. I don't know if he was high, right, as a kite. I don't know nothing about that, but this is what I thought. So if I was a cop, this is how I test for sobriety, right? I'd have you, I pulled you over. <laughs> I'm going to walk into my, uh, get into my car, and I'm going to say, hey, I'm getting ready to test you. I don't want you to walk this line. What I'm getting ready to do is play four songs, and if you can't, switch up and do the dance to the song that I'm telling you to do, I'm taking you to jail. <laughs> so not only do they need to be culturally aware, but I'm going to be, hey, hit that. Black Boy J, uh, 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 arm, 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 leg, 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 both arms, both arms, both arms, down, arm, 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 leg, leg, both arms, both arms, down, down, whoa, whoa, nay, 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 whip, whip, nay, 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 whip, whip, so, if you can't do that, oh, y'all think you take to jail. Because that tells me that not only are you not at one-on-one -on -one with the culture. So, pause. If you're not a hip-hop listener, you might need to be in jail anyway. <laughs> I just say that because, you know, I love hip-hop. It's in my veins. So, when, my, when that blood, when that blue blood's pouring out my veins, you're going to see hip-hop coming out of it, right? If you're not one with the culture... Like, like you just out, you outside of the cool. Black people control the cool. Y'all know that. Get into the culture. But yeah, if you're not culturally aware that when I play Old Town Road, yeah, if you if you can't do the newest dance to Old Town Road, you know, if I I need to see you do the uh, the, what, what was the joint with the uh, soda on the side with the with the uh, something second soda on the side. Yeah, that was dope. If you can't do that, straight to jail. That that would be my recommendation. I think that'll make it. Make it, you can still find out whether that person is drunk or high, 
right? As a cop, you cannot be abusive. It can be fun, right? Because if you can't do the black boy tape, you're going arm, arm. You, you can do the arm, arm without jumping. But when you do the one leg, arm, arm, in sequence, oh, if you can do that, if you can do that high or, or drunk, I'm letting you drive off. Because <laughs> the, two, the two arms, back, uh, 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 uh. Like if you can do that, High or drunk? Yeah. I'm like, you drive, You deserve to drive off. And I, I think that you can make it home without killing yourself or kill somebody else. Right? So that'd be a fun way for the police to engage people, right, or the community. Now, if you pull somebody over that ain't a person of color, then, you know, you might want to have them do the uh, the boo school. What, what, was the, what was the name of that gym? Uh, what was the uh, Miley Cyrus daddy that did the... Uh, Boot school, something. It's like to let you slide, but for country folks, like you may have to have them do that. Have them do that. Maybe they can do that. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I think that that would I would leave that interaction and say, hey man, I got pulled over by these white cops and they cut. They use their loudspeakers on man and they pay a uh, drink or they put push on and they had me do black boy J. I would be like, that's. Where's the white? Where's all the rest of the white cops that do that? So they still get to do their job, right? They got a hip hop knowledge because they'd have to have it. They'd have to have it on their ox cord to play it over the loudspeaker, right? To have you do the dance in the middle of the street, and you might just start a block party right then. Wouldn't that be dope if police was going around the country starting block parties? Uh, well, man, that may not, <laughs> that may not be as dope because then people may get drunk at the block party while the police are there, and they have to go back to their cars and drive off and kill people. So we don't want that. But you get what I'm saying. Like, you can be a cop and be fun, right? Sobriety test to hip-hop. That's what I would do if, if I was a cop. So that's, that's my extra, that's my or. So my either is sloppy kisses that I like and sobriety test that's hip-hop based. That'd be extra dope. Neither nor. We're 57 minutes in. Here's my neither. I think porta potty should be illegal. Period. 2,000%. So here's the deal. If you in a place where they don't have outside, where you got to go outside to use the bathroom because they don't have working plumbing, you too far out. Period. You might as well dig a hole in the ground and go for broke. <laughs> you can fertilize. You can plant something after that if, if you wanted to. Potatoes or something, whatever you like. Come back six months later and eat because you ate. <laughs> That's a cycle of life for real. You can do that. But porta potties? Yeah, man. Like, I go, so I ain't been to the fair in a while. So when my daughter was little, I used to have, we, we was the chaperones at the fair. And so the good thing in Salt Lake City, they had the fair where you could, uh, they had working plumbing everywhere. But it's been sometimes, I've been to fairs, woo, I held it all day. I had to held it all day. I couldn't do the number one in the porta potty. I couldn't do it. So here's the thing. If you go to a porta potty and you open a door and it's, it's flies that's Dead. That's in the port, but they just dead laying, <laughs> they laying down. <laughs> the flies on the lid of the port, party dead, or they just on the side dead. Yeah, get out of there. That ain't you. You gonna die? But you can only hold your breath so long, and it's probably two hundred forty degrees when you go into the port, porta potty. So you don't want to die, or or just if you sitting down, oh, just this all kind of stuff could be just just. Crawling into your body, like, or just going into your body through osmosis, like your pores is extra open in the heat, and you're sweating, and you can just contract. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't need a tetanus shot, cause you ate, uh, you ate 
fried uh, ice cream, then you ate a uh, elephant ear, and then you ate a turkey leg, all them things don't go together in your stomach. 42 minutes later, you're going to be looking for a porta potty while you extra sweating hard. And when you open that door, <laughs> it's just extra, de it's death in a porta potty. So I, I just think porta potty should be legal. They should make a rule that says any event. So when you go to these comp, these comp uh, these concerts that say you go to these music festivals, if they got porta potties, illegal. We're not doing that. They, they should make a state law that says if you can't have it indoors or you don't have the right facilities, nope, don't do it. It should be illegal. Porta potties are extra nasty. And again, I don't want nobody getting no tetanus shot because they had to go to the porta potty. <laughs> that's, that's extra gross. Here, here is my or to add on to that. So I, I always hear people say this right here. People may not remember what you said. But they going to always remember how you made them feel. That's ignorant to me. That, that is the most ignorant thing ever in life. How would you remember what I, how you felt if I said something and you don't remember what I said to you? That doesn't make sense to me. I, I, don't, I don't get that. So I, I, so I did a poll, right? So I talked to my friends. I got friends that got text messages in their phone that's 72 months old. They're like kids, man. They're they having anniversaries. They're celebrating the, the birth of these texts that have been in their phone for a year. Don't do that. As soon as you send me a text message, I delete it. 100%. I, I don't have no text message in my phone right now. None. After they left, I delete my text messages. And here's why. Text, when you read a text message, emotion is attached to that text message. So if you send me a text message where you was cussing me out or we wasn't cool, then I'm going to go right back to that emotional place. So when I was at the University of Utah working on my PhD, it was this dude, I won't say his name, we was hella cool. He was the first gay black male that I met. He, he taught me how toxic masculinity works, right? Because I was toxic in my masculinity in 07. 100%. And so, but interacting with him, I mean, he was really thoughtful, and we had, we had some great conversations, but we got into it one time, and we sent these text messages, and then, you know, we was cool, like four months later, seven months later, I went back, and I scrolled through our text messages, and I read the stuff that he said, and the fact that we squashed the beef, me reading the text message took me right back to the anger that I had in the beef, and I revisited with him, and we couldn't get over it, and we ain't friends no more. So here's my thing. With the emotion, I believe if you tell somebody, you remember how they made you feel, but you don't remember what you said, what they said to you to make you feel that way, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. Don't, don't do that. You know what they said to you. If, it, if you remember what, how they made you feel. And so with the text messages, yeah, don't do that. Delete your text messages. Because you don't want to be caught. Same with the, same with the, uh, I remember when Drake came out about five years ago, people saying, don't Drake or drive. Right? Because if you listen to Drake and then drive, you're going to end up in the bed of the person that you used to be with, your ex. That's the same thing. If you got love, Texas, I love you. I want to do this to you. I want to do that and blah, blah, blah. And y'all been broke up seven months. You go and reread that text. Guess what? Your heart ain't going to remember no time lapse. Guess what? You back in that abusive relationship. And you didn't want to be, even if it's just for one night. You don't need that abuse on your mind, on your soul. Like, you don't need that. So get, get rid of them extra text messages. Because here's the key. Somebody's an ex in your life for a reason. They don't deserve to be with you. They don't deserve your love. You got rid of them for a reason. Because they needed to get got out of your life. 
So that that's my that's my neither nor. Porta potties should be illegal. That I'll never use a porta potty. I I have you will see me with the front of my pants wet. Or <laughs> The front of my pants wet before you see me. You open a pot of party door and see me sitting down in a porta potty. Not doing that. That's illegal. And people, if you, I know how I feel about you because I remember what you said to me. You dig 100%. So, next topic. What we not going to do. Speaking of toxic masculinity, whenever, so I, I watch shows. Right? So I got four shows, and I'm trying to see which one is the favorite. Right? So I watch Legion. So you you practically got to be high to watch Legion. I don't be high to watch Legion, but Legion is a psychedelic thriller about a character who's in his own. I think the whole mood, the whole show is happening in his head. So right now, it's this, this young lady that does time travel where she can only create a sliver in time, where she can pull herself through. But she figures out that the main character, which is Professor Xavier's uh, son, is he's going to destroy the world, right? So these assassins try to kill him, and she keeps jumping back in time to warn him, to keep him from getting killed, and right? So she try to pull him through time. That's Legion. Second show, Snowfall. Extra great movie about the dope game. It's, it's probably, oh, man, Snowfall is one of the greatest shows ever. Uh, just it's just a it's just a clear it's a good growth about how the dope game transpired in South Central LA. Great show, crooked feds, crooked everybody. Great black cop that wants to get the crack out the neighborhood. Neighborhood dope boy is in the neighborhood. Great show. Not gonna spoil the plot line. Queen Sugar, man. <laughs> Ava DuVernay, hey, I love you, ma. I see you follow me on Twitter. I follow you on Twitter. We engage every now and then. This is what I want to say about Nova's book. So when Nova's book dropped in the show, right, it had been dope if I could have went to Barnes & Noble and got that book because my anger's displaced. So when the family's mad at Nova because she wrote the book, right, when I see, you know, Ralph Angel's mad because wrote, she wrote about Blue not being his son, I'm like, oh. I needed to buy that book on the store stands. So in the future, I, the real I want to have the show bleed to my real life. So when Nova published the book on the show, it should have been in Barnes Noble the exact same day in line with the show. So I could have bought it. That'd have been extra dope. So I can read it and see why Aunt Vi told Nova you can't never come in my house again because the stuff that she wrote. That'd have been extra dope. But my favorite show is Pose, man. Oh, Pose is like, oh. So Pose, so what we're not going to do is use toxic masculinity to hate on the love that's transgendered and gay on Pose. I love Pose. I mean, it's just the character development. It's just every character, even though it's just snapshots, right? Evangelista's house, that, that whole interaction of the lead character being mom to all the other people that's in the house, whether you dance or not, dope. I didn't know that that voguing was created by people in the culture, and Madonna basically stole it again, colonized the culture, and, and then it made it a thing, right? I, I was unaware of that history-wise. And so as it goes back to not going back to your ex is toxic, last night I watched it. And so Ricky was ended up, Ricky's a dancer that can extra vogue, and he ended up being on solid gold. But his ex-boyfriend that he got rid of because he cheated on him, 
Dance 2, and they both got on extra gold, on solid gold, because neither one of them made it to Dance with Madonna on tour. And the ex-boyfriend is like, I broke up with the dude that I broke up with you for because he wasn't good for me, so I want to get back with you. And Ricky was like, absolutely not. Let's keep this 100% professional, but I think Ricky going to get his heart completely broken again. So, my point is, if you got love, the same gender or transgender, oh, Love is love, man. Again, synergy is what you should be looking for. But love, if you want to go to love first, you get your heart broke. You can't get your heart broke if the synergy stops, right? So don't do that. And so, anyway, I don't want to see him go back. I don't want to see Ricky go back. I'm emotionally invested in Ricky being successful, right? Like the, the ballroom dance scenes, too. I'd be like, oh, it's like Beach Street. It reminds me of Beach Street breakdance battles like it's everybody's there they got the five judges on stage doing a thing they got uh what's what's the name of uh oh billy porter's character oh pray tell so pray tell is the announcer pray tell's like hey uh we gonna do this and this is the category uh film dance uh blah 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 so last night uh he said something that was dope he said the parents no this is what he said he said Oh, no, here's what he said. I typed it up. Hold on, let me see. Okay. Oh, he said the sins of the children will always, the sins of the mother, the acts of the mother will always be revisited on the children. Right? And I, that's, that was, ugh. Yeah, so there's characters that are at each other, and I won't spoil it for you. It's characters that are at each other. But because the one character just tried to just be trash to everybody, and thinks that this character thinks they're better than everybody. This character lives a posh lifestyle and looks down on everybody else. And so because of that, like Ricky and his, per and his ex battled. Ricky got all tens and the person got all tens, got four tens out of nine. And then Pray Tell was like, yeah, essentially saying, you didn't win. You didn't tie up. I thought you could have a dance off, which would have been dope. But he was like, yeah, you didn't win because basically the head of your house is trash. So you, so you got to pay that penalty for that. And I was like, yeah, that's extra dope. That's extra dope. And so I was like, yeah. And, and then uh, the uh, Indian Moors, uh, Angel, Angela, Angel Evangelista, I think that's her name, on the show, extra beautiful. And so I'm just like, man, this, this pose to me is just, it's, it's, it's a great show about life and love, about outcasts, people that are outcasts. That are uh, that are that need love, so they bind together, right? Because oh, well, oh, one of the plots was the person I mentioned earlier that was over the the house that was haters. Basically, they said, "Hey, I'm gonna give you this hammer, and you use the hammer to hit Ricky's foot, so Ricky can't dance. So my person to get the Ricky's ex boyfriend to get the uh, to win to go to a Madonna. What? <laughs> Who does that?" So the head of the evangelists came and was like, hey, if you hurt him, it hurts us all. Because we all living in the shadows together. So don't do that. We need them on tour with Madonna so they can see the culture that we created. And I thought that was dope. right? It was about, about clans. About saying, hey, this is our clan. We together. We, we rock together. Don't hurt us because to hurt him is to hurt yourself. To hurt us. So the hammer got put away and then they bet dance battle and Ricky won. Yeah, so that's the end of that. So, yeah, my uh, what we're not going to do is hate on Pose. Because I done seen some toxic masculinity from black men specifically. 
awesome. Yeah, I don't like that gay. I don't like that transgender. Why is this show? Blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a agenda, gay agenda to, tra- to turn every straight man gay. Really? <laughs> Come on, really? Like, that don't go together. I'm, I was born heterosexual. I don't remember choosing to be heterosexual. And based on that logic, people's born gay. Yeah, they born. You're born gay. So that, that's just who you are. So you can't, no matter how many gay shows I watch, I'm not going to be gay from watching the show. I'm not. I'm cisgender male. So that, that's, yeah, that, that logic is whack and it's anti-black because there's black people on the show. There's people of color on the show. So when people say black lives matter, it's got to be, hey, we, that people oppose, their lives matter to me too. Right, so don't say Black Lives Matter if you don't mean it. Take us in a monolith. Now, I don't want to see black people framed as a monolith, but the love that we share for each other should transcend all that mess. Anyway, talking about, so I had a specific question, right? And I want to get into it. I got a lot of questions, so I sorted this one out. This was the question that, uh, so this is the section where talking about is people hit me in the DMs and I, I read their questions. I want y'all to do some, I had somebody do it in my, I think my initial one, where you record your question and then I play it on the show. On the uh, podcast live. So let's do that in the future. Anyway, this is the question. What is appropriate cultural attire to be worn within the academy? And so I want to expand it to just um, any any job that you're in or you have, right? So whether you work at Costco, you work at Neiman Marcus, you work at uh, you work at Wells Fargo, uh, you work for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like here's what I believe. This is my personal opinion. So I like African attire. So I got formal African attire. So a dashiki is just a shirt for a male. So if you, if I got a dashiki, that's good. But if I got African attire on, that's formal. Like if I go to a gala, I'm wear formal African attire, right? And of course, there's gonna be black people there that shame me. They try to African shame, right? As if to say I'm pretending to be African. So I'm a descendant of Africa. Did my DNA test. My folks are from Cameroon and from Nigeria, right? And so I'm a rep from Cameroon and from Nigeria, right, in, in my outward display of cultural pride, right? So, But I think part of the problem is that when I wear that, people who are not part of the culture, they look at me as wearing a costume, right? Like they, they don't see my black as authentic. My, my authentic expression of being African, they don't see it as professional, right, because it's, it's, a, it's a costume. So it's like wearing a costume to work, like it's trick-or-treat to them. Right, so when I wear a suit, which is a European construct, if I wear a suit and tie, they're like, yeah, that's professional. But if I wear African regalia, then they see it as not professional because they don't see me as African. They see me as African-American. So I'm African-adjacent, I guess, to them. And so when I wear it, it's unprofessional. Here's my thing. Cultural attire is appropriate in any space. I got indigenous friends and colleagues, when they wear their hair braided, Right, so I remember back in the day I was working at the bum, that bum uh, department of tourism, and I wore my hair braided, right? And the people that was there at the time, they was like, you can't wear your hair braided. That's, that ain't appropriate. That ain't professional. And even when I was going on, when I was interviewing for positions to become a professor, to get a tenure line, I had black people that was professors telling me, well, you may want to shave off your locks because you're not going to be able to get a job. And I'm like, that's, like, who? My locks are part of my being. Right, they're organic. It's like if you shake my hand, you shaking my locks. I don't want you touching my locks. I don't have locks anyway, cause my hair. If I grow out, if I grow out my locks again, they'd be silver. 
So, so that's what we're not going to do. Even though, sidebar, on the Matrix, it's these two twins. They white, but they got white locks. That's how my hair would look. That might be actually, that might be dope. So I might do that. So we, we'll see how that looks. But anyway, when you are your authentic self, right, whether you're indigenous, so if you are Seminole or if you are whatever your, whatever your tribe is, right, so you Hopi, when you, when you dress in your cultural garb to work, that's professional to me, right? So if you're from Kenya, you dress in your cultural garb, that's professional to me, right? Because let me be clear, 100% clear. If you wore a, a kilt, if you were Scottish and you wore a kilt to, uh, to work, yeah. Is Scottish, is Scottish kilt or is, that, is it Irish? Google that real quick and let me know. So if you wore a kilt... Because that's of European descent, they ain't gonna tell you that ain't professional. They gonna be like, "Oh, he's prideful about his about his culture. He's wearing a kilt to work, so let him go ahead and rock that kilt." That's exactly what they tell you, for whatever reason, right? And so, rock your culture. To me, don't ever be afraid to rock your culture. I remember when they had a, uh, we had so Black Panther came out, and I got asked by the university to do man. They, so they they showed Black Panther at midnight. So it was me and some other professors on campus. We did a panel after that. So it was like 2.30 in the morning we did a panel. It was dope. Dope panel. But I wore my African garb. And one of the young African males, he I don't know if he's a Eritrean. He may be a Eritrean. He walked up to me and he said, Dr. Hoskins, why don't you rock that more African, your African regalia more often? And I was like, man, that's extra dope. Like he, he was validating my African in my Cameroon and Nigerian in a way that that I didn't even rock myself, right? I didn't rock it on a regular. Like, I don't rock it every day, right? But I rocked it for that occasion. And so I felt like that was dope. So to answer your question, any attire that's tied to your culture, wear it. And, if they, and, in, and in this age of, of, of cultural insensitivity and cancel culture, yeah, go straight to HR and be like, hey, they told me I couldn't wear I'm, my people's from here. And they told me I couldn't, I can't wear Bantu knots to work. I'm a, I'm a descendant of Africa. I need to be able to wear these Bantu knots. These Senegalese twists, I need to go ahead and wear these. These cornrows, uh, that's part of my African-American experience. I'm going to rock it. And they tried to say that it was inappropriate to one professional, which is highly subjective and seen through their normative uh, colonizing eyes. So we're not doing that. So do rock your culture as your formalized dress. Don't let nobody tell you it ain't professional. So, Last top topic, detangle. We one hour and 18 minutes in. Yo, this is my detangle. And I thought I had I had to put some real thought to it. Because I, I don't be trying to drop no gems, no jewels, right? But this is the jewel that I that I definitely want to drop after having some 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 situations. Right? So here's a jewel. Hope y'all listening. Specifically, it's okay to be whack momentarily, not in perpetuity. Right? So watching the Anziz Anzari comedy special, it got me to thinking. Is he right now he he said a line on there. He said, um, there was a time when I would say thank you for coming out. I appreciate you goodbye. He said it was a time when I said that that I didn't mean that. Because I didn't care because I was about getting his check. He said that when he went through the scandal about the Me Too and the sexual, where it was, you know, the perception was he was sexually assaultive. He said after that, he was like, you know, 
he said he felt like he appreciated comedy more because he felt like comedy is a part of who he is and he'll never get to do comedy again because of that. And so now he tells people, when I say thank you, thanks for coming out, I mean that. Like he means it now. So he went through a phase of what was whack because he didn't appreciate where he, that he had arrived to. I'm doing a facade podcast right now. I got like 350 streams. So that means only 350 of y'all listen to the podcast. Guess what? I appreciate that. Because it's going to be a day when I got 2,000 listeners. I'm going to have 10,000 listeners. I'm going to have 50,000 listeners. I'm going to have 100,000 listeners. And guess what? I'm going to be as humble and as appreciative. And so his perspective was hella whack. But now it's not because he has some time to be reflective. So that's my detangle. It's okay for you to be whack in your thought momentarily. But take time to reflect on it. Because I don't want you to be whack in perpetuity. You dig? So that's my detangle. Facade Podcast, Season 1, Episode 13. I would rather you not be whack ever, but if you got to be whack, momentarily, not in perpetuity. We uh, just got up on Anchor. So if you go to Anchor, we're streaming on all platforms. Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, podcast venues that I never even heard about before. So you know, if you got Android or Apple, in regards to your device, you can hit the Facade Podcast. Spread the word. We got some stuff coming up at the end of the summer. I'll keep y'all posted. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Be mindful. We've been raw for years.